And welcome to 444 of the Drunk District Podcast. And as always, I'm Tyler. Joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Dude, I'll tell you what. This week has been hectic, but at the same time, the reason why we're recording a little bit later as opposed to what our normal time is is because my internet service provider had an outage yesterday, and it didn't last and get resolved until this morning. So, heh, it is what it is. But regardless of which, everything else is going pretty good. How about yourself, Tyler? Doing all right. You know, it's Sunday night. Uh, I guess it's an okay night to fight. Oh, the German taco. Yeah, he's having his little issues and stuff. For the listeners listening in, it's like my little uh, my little dog does not want to go to sleep right at this moment in time. So, yeah, it is what it is. But anyways, yeah. it's a little that. early for him. We're recording a little early for us. Um, late, late a day, but early for us time-wise. Oh, look at the little baby. Look at the, the little stream. baby. Yeah, this is my little guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a little jumping taco. Did you give him his burrito today? <laughs> no, but he gets little hot dogs though. <laughs> These little hot dogs, those little things from uh, that same maker that does the sausages and stuff like that. No, exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, Louis is a big fan as well. My, he is. I don't know where my dog is. He's around here somewhere. Probably doing something he's not supposed to be doing. Look, can you just a cutie pie? I just want to. Can you just mail him to me so I can have him? Oh, well, good luck with that because the moment you stick your hand in there, he's going to try to bite it off. <laughs> That's fine. It's worth it. It's a good way. It's a good way to lose that hand. It's like I was to say I was rescuing a dog. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing all right, though. You know, it is. Uh, it's Sunday night. You know, it's whatever. It's Sunday nights suck. But uh, it's, you know, it's just like it's hard to enjoy him because it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not working right now. I didn't have to yeah. work today. So I, you know, I feel okay, but mentally, it's just like fuck. I gotta, go, I gotta go to bed at a decent time. I gotta get up <laughs> fucking early tomorrow. Tomorrow's my my early day, but it's also my long day of the week. So yeah, uh, makes makes mon- makes Sunday nights uh, even more dreadful. But uh, no, they're not. I'm glad you got your internet back. That sucks. That um, yeah, <laughs> all right. Well, was it like a few weeks ago? The, the, the entire town lost power for like <laughs> a few hours, and then now your entire town loses internet. <laughs> God damn it, he's so cute. <laughs> I know, my entire town loses it's like its internet thing. Hey, little rambunctious little guy. It l- loses it for like a good solid like uh, day. I mean, roughly. <laughs> I mean, originally it, the TV and the phone line came back like around nine something at night, but the internet was not resolved until like around uh, like fucking nine or ten this morning. <laughs> yeah. For for audio listeners, he, Gables is holding his uh, his doggo, and every time he talks, he like smacks him in the mouth. He's like, "No, less talky, more petty." <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's Chico in a nutshell. Because what he does is like he it doesn't matter whether I'm playing the game or watching a video, or if someone else is like uh, talking with me or something like that. He'll get in my face. He'll just do like his little things that he's doing right now, which is trying to nudge me around, and it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. He's like, love me. He's like, love me. me. Yeah, it's like it's like my dog when I when I'm like sitting there, I'm literally just petting him, watch TV, but he's like pushing himself into me more. Yeah, he's like, you're not loving me enough. I'm like, I only I got two hands petting you. I my sole attention is on is on petting you, and you're not happy. Well, the thing about this little guy, 
like for one, his name is Chico, and two, mm-hmm. he's uh, he has a bad case of separation anxiety. So it's like he can I cannot leave for a good I cannot leave the house for more than like say five or ten minutes before coming back and him just just reacting like I've been gone for like a full day. <laughs> yeah, I, believe me, I, my I had to take my dog over to my parents' house when I go to work every morning. Because he does not, I, I go to, if I, I have to go to the store after work on Fridays before I pick him up. Because if I go to the store, even though I'm gone 30 minutes, he barks and freaks out the entire time. So I understand. Oh, yeah. So, believe me, I, I get it. I get it. We love our dogs, but they are, they're, they're a handful and a half. <laughs> well, for Gables, it's two handfuls. Oh, yeah. But, it's um, two handfuls. Yeah. Um, there's no good way to, like, get into this. Um, to segue into it or out of it really. Uh, but I figure it's just something we should just try to just get it, just talk about it. Cause I don't, I don't want it to like be in the middle of the show. I don't want it to end our show. Uh, but it's some pretty, some really awful news coming out of, uh, Activision Blizzard. You and I were talking yeah. about before the show Gables. Um, and we were like, we, we've heard a lot of cases and normally sometimes we just, we just don't really talk about it too often. Cause I, for me, it's just always like people are going to, say it better elsewhere and it's like we are two white guys on the internet you know like we're not in the game industry i mean but this kind of shit doesn't just happen to game industry but it's like it's like when you but it's like obviously like with the with the industry like you know that with with video games stuff like that like they're a little more public than you know we are for our you know normal nine to fives these people yeah you have a little more say there's a little more more communication internet Things like that stuff they talk about kind of comes a little more public, not just video games, but I mean, in, in our world of like you know doing a podcast about video games, it, this stuff kind of stands out, especially what we pay attention. But um, you know, we, we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of bullshit come up uh, lately. You know, we've seen the stuff uh, that happened. Uh, to, um, fuck, Insomniac. Uh, there was a, a case that came out um, from a woman. Uh, then there was a uh, then there's obviously all the shit with Ubisoft yeah. happened last year that was awful and like they're doing these Ubisoft forwards but like as the shit's happening and just like ignoring it and like posting things beforehand and then when they get to the thing not talking about it at all and just glossing over it as these investigations and all the shit's going on and then you hear and then like the the director of uh, Assassin's Creed um, Origins got fired last year because he was using his position as a Assassin's Creed director to um, sleep with uh, fans of the series and using that to his advantage and all and like just all kinds of awful shit coming out of it and way more shit than that. But uh, this one, this one just kind of like it, I mean, they're all bad. Don't get me wrong. This one though, the shit we're hearing about Activision Blizzard is uh, takes the cake, man. Um, yeah. It's on another I, level. Yeah, so I, I read the initial like stuff that I think Jason Schreier initially um, posted uh, online, and I just kind of read some of that, and then I was like listening to other people talk about it and their tweets about it, and listening to podcasts, and just more and more awful shit going on. Where not only were like women getting passed over on promotions when they were um, like comparing to other people in their positions, were doing twice as much or had closed more accounts or done more way more, but they weren't getting positions. I'm not laughing at this. I'm laughing at Gable's dog, booping him on the nose. <laughs> oh, for the listeners at home and stuff. I understand like the seriousness of like the whole like yeah. uh, allegations and stuff like that. It's just, my dog is 
predominantly going through and scratching my face and booping my yeah. nose just to make sure I give him plenty of attention. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's fine. It's just it was just funny though. He's like bopping nose staring. Sorry about that, people, but it's, I, I, we, I could not. If you would have seen it, whether you're watching us live or watching us right now on YouTube or watching us later on YouTube, uh, you'll understand. But um, you know, just just all you know, getting past over promotions, uh, not not getting equal pay for their jobs. Obviously, you know, if you've been at a job for ten years and this other person's been there for one year. Right. That person has been here ten years. Obviously, making more money. That's fine. But it's like when it's you're in the same footing, same tenure, or even you've been the woman's been there longer, and they're getting paid less than this dude over here. And then you hear about like the the, the males in the office were doing uh, um, cubicle crawls and just like crawling through cubicles with women in them and basically frat about, boy shit. Yeah, like it's just frat boy culture. Like California is suing them. This isn't just like. Women coming out in allegations. This is this is the state of California. You're being sued. You're being sued by California. You're being sued by the government. This is a multi-year investigation. Um, this isn't just you know some women coming out on the internet talking about. Which I mean, it's too. It's unfortunate that. I mean, whether they did or it just didn't get get as much steam or what. But it's just it sucks that it had to you know come to this. But uh, I, I, it's just awful. Like like I said, there's a frat boy shit. Like guys going around doing the the cubicle crawls and uh drinking and then they're playing they're making uh women do their work while they go play call of duty they're kick, they're kicking women out of the lactation rooms to do meetings while they're in the middle of um you know bre- not, not breastfeeding but you know i don't know what the lactating i guess you know i don't i don't know the proper term for that hopefully that hopefully i'm right on that one but like there was a woman that was eight months pregnant and they she was reprimanded for going to the bathroom too many times uh, and then had to be hospitalized for dehydration. There's instances um, with coke in the bathroom and all the other shit. Yeah, yeah. Art substances guys, in the bathroom. Guys drinking out on the job, which I mean, there's some jobs that allow that, but if it's if they're just doing that normally, that's pretty fucking shitty. You have, I mean, that's just like some of the more, you know, not like that's just that's not even the worst part of it. Like there's so much worse, like going on taking females on work trips and the guys bringing sex toys with them, butt plugs and um, sec, uh, like I said, sex toys. There was the woman that um, at a Christmas party, uh, like the woman, they were like, t- they had taken pictures of her. I'm not sure exactly what it led to was like, whether she slept with a coworker or what happened here. But like um, somehow they got some new pictures of her and were passing them around at a Christmas party. And then the woman ended up uh, committing suicide over it. Um, just, I mean, this is, the worst of the worst, like, it, worst of the worst shit you've ever heard, like. Yeah. And yeah. then this is mostly, it sounds, sounds like on the Blizzard side of things here, but it's like, then there was a, there was the, I don't know, I mean, the PR thing that came out about, that they, they put out about it, kind of like, roundabout way, like, not so much fessing up to it, but I mean, I, I guess it's the PR thing, I don't know what to expect, like, I doubt they're going to come out fully, and it's, it, they're basically going to go to trial over this, so they don't want to just come out and say, yeah, all this happened, or. You know, they don't want to fully admit to everything. So I get like they have to cover their ass a little bit. But like, I, mean, I don't know, like a fucking apology would go somewhere. Blaming like, oh, it's just bureaucratic. Basically just saying bureaucratic bullshit. And then the, the, the internal email came out and basically just like completely um, saying none of this shit's true or this shit happened years ago or what. And it's like, so it's not true. But then also the shit happened years. It's old. It's old news. It's, I, don't, I don't man. Like. It's it's fucking terrible. Like, I don't know. I mean, Gables, I've I've, t- I've kind of dominated this. I mean, what what was your thoughts? I mean, we know your thoughts, but kind of how you feeling on this? 
Very serious allegations. Obviously, all of that that was mentioned is horrible. That being said, the state of California is suing them on that uh, grounds for the, uh, obviously, that unethical, like, work field and that other types of things that are going on. We don't know everything. There could be more stuff that's going to come out potentially at the future court trial. I know the internal memo and stuff that uh, that management had to the workers had a lot of their workers furious in that regards for a couple of because of a bunch of the non-factors. It's affected some of their games too because even with big games that they have like World of Warcraft, players are actually staging. And I, I've never heard this in my life though. They're actually staging protests in the game by just you know they're paying. Activision Blizzard to play this game, right? But yet they are occupying certain levels, not doing anything. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, it's weird, but I, I guess like if they've already paid for it for that year, month, whatever, they, they've already got the money. I, I guess I, I've heard the big thing that they're protesting in World of Warcraft right now is the the main guy that got that left last year. Yeah, um, I, I don't know his name, but like he has two NPC characters named after him in the game, and I think. That's the big thing they're protesting right now is the oh, they want this okay. this these two characters to be renamed in the game because he's like basically the main culprit not the main culprit but he's one of the main people behind all this shit going on. Right, I wasn't aware of that, so that's interesting. That's a little bit of breaking news to me. But honestly, yes, a lot of this is serious. It's horrible if a lot of these allegations, you know, with all these allegations and stuff like that, but. Uh, I think this could be the tip of the iceberg, personally, because it's like yeah. this court case, once it goes into the state and we get to learn a little bit more about the details of what's going to go on around this. So we could potentially see we could potentially see like a lot of ramifications happen in terms of maybe the work structure for Activision Blizzard. But I'm just speculating at this point. But yeah, long story short, it's it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't know what, like, I'm sure there's, like, I know a lot of times there's, like, a max penalty they can use on this. I don't know what they are, but I hope they get the max. I hope maybe they, like, if there is a max, they fucking find a way to work around and, and make a new max. I don't know. NBA added super max contracts for players. Make a super max penalty for these fuckers. Um, you know, I, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't get it. I, I mean, and I know it's not, it's, this isn't exclusively to video games. Um, this shit happens everywhere. I know we've all like, I'm sure everybody's seen cases of like, you know, shit like this at, in their workplace, but it's, I don't know for guys out here that maybe think it's not that big a deal. Like I just think about like when we've all had that boss, that's lazy or like, oh, it's Friday. So I'm leaving at noon today, you know, cause I can, or you just see your bot, like you're working your ass off and you see your boss just sitting there on their phone, dicking around all day. Oh think yeah. About, like think about how much that pisses you off. I don't know, times that by like, I don't know, 10,000, a million of like how pissed off that is and how upsetting that is. But then like, I mean, you're pissed off and, you know, and you feel disrespected, but also like you're going into work every day being degraded for just because of your sex and, you know, possibly worse. Like best case scenario is you're possibly being, you're just being degraded and downplay because of your sex and maybe you're underpaid, but it like the worst case is, you know, there's new pictures of you being sent around the office and then there's guys making jokes about raping you, uh, to other guys. I, I, I don't know. And it's just, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know how they're going to fix this. Like you talk about like, it, it, it makes it even 
easier to like be pissed off at them and it shouldn't be i mean i mean this these are apple and oranges here but it's just like you think about like we've been bitching about and upset fans have been for the last year plus now mm-hmm. uh with activision and blizzard we've been talking about like and there's even those like talking about like oh man blizzard like activision's taking over blizzard this is this is bad like we've seen like there was that uh what was that warcraft 3 shit that happened a couple years ago last yes. year yes the remaster warcraft 3 that ended up becoming incredibly shitty because yeah. of how many terrible changes that were made and replacing the original game with the remaster that was complete shit so yeah and then like controversy jason schreier i did a whole like bloomberg article about this the and he was gonna post it like i think so i think this broke on wednesday what was it wednesday either tuesday night wednesday morning and he was posting the article on thursday so i mean like it wasn't like planned it just kind of happened this way so by the time this shit came out like no one like no one cared it was like they yeah. were still feeling the effects of this. I mean, obviously, it's way, what you know, the infighting and all that shit. What happened with Warcraft Three and what's happening to the women at Activision Blizzard is far, far and away worse. But it's just like, yeah, you just think of everything building up to it. Like we were talking about, oh man, Blizzard's taking over Activision. This isn't, this isn't good. But fuck, man, maybe it's a good thing that this is happening. I mean, I get those. I mean, if they're still there, hopefully they're gone. And like you know, there was the, the internal email about some of the shipping old. Hopefully, if there's people still there, I hope you know they're gone. And I hope that fucking. It's kind of like, it's almost, it, it's not, it's not as bad. I, mean, I don't want to fucking compare sexual assault cases, but like Penn State, where it's like everybody that was there for the most part, unfortunately, was already gone and never got really in any trouble for it or they were passed away when it's like covering up young boys being molested, you know, and unfortunately, most of those people were either old, gone, or dead um, and never got to face punishment. I hope that these people actually face some real punishment whether they still work there or not. Um, and hopefully never, you know, work in, um, this industry again. Um, and then also more importantly, get fucking some actual criminal charges against them and not just, well, it happened at work. So this shit doesn't matter as much, uh, criminally, but, um, I don't know. I just, and going back to like what I was hoping for with, uh, um, with, with California could do them. Like, cause I hope they don't just settle on something here. I want, and then just take the first opportunity, like the first thing, we'll take a $20 million fine or something. I don't know, maybe probation or something. I don't know how, obviously how the shit works. I am not a lawyer, uh, especially in, in any state, especially California. But uh, I hope that there's some serious, you know, penalties against them. And, I, you know, I, I think about, I was thinking recently, but this kind of brought up, reminded me of like uh, what's going on with like, this kind of going to football here with, with Dan Snyder with the Washington football team. Like this guy is the most hated, most hated owner in all of, all the NFL. Um, it's kind of a sleazy douchebag. Um, you know, whether it's the fact that he's, you know, he, that he didn't want to change the name of the team, um, which from the, the original name. Uh, and I mean, this wasn't something, this wasn't a PC culture thing. This wasn't a, you know, this generation, this, this is something people have been pushing for since the seventies. And he was up, he tell you, he would never change a name ever. And then after 50 years of people trying to get him to change the name, because it was offensive to native Americans, he, what makes him change it was FedEx saying they're going to pull their name off the stadium and Nike saying they're going to pull their hundred million dollar a year deal from, from Washington. Yeah. So and that's what made money. him. Yeah. And then when on top of that, all the allegations that came against them with, uh, with the way they were treating women there, which are the cheerleaders and the people in the front office. And it was just, you know, basically trying to sell the, the cheerleaders off, like essentially prostitutes, making them pose nude for their, you know, his million, his uh, millionaire buddies and, and stuff like that. And 
like all this shit going on for years and years and years. And the NFL, they give him the biggest penalty ever, $10 million penalty. But he's not going to see that fucking fine. It's not, he's not writing a check to give him back $10 million. They're just going to take it out when he gets, when when they start paying him his money. And all he's going to do, all he's going to do is he's going to fucking, you know, the, the price of parking is going to go up 50 cents. That money's going to come right back to him. He's not, he's never going to see it because they're going to make that money up. Hot dogs will go up a dollar. You know, that money will come back to him. Like, it's 10 for him, $10 million in lot to him. That's probably like if someone, if your work came up and said, Hey, we're taking $20 out of your paycheck this month, this week, or this, you know, off, you get paid every two weeks. They're taking 20 bucks out. You notice it, but it's not, it's not going to make a break. You at least hopefully not going to make a break. You, um, and that, that's probably the, what, what that was to him. I know maybe the, I know it's the biggest fine forever for them, but I don't know. I mean, there's nothing good out of it. I mean, the, I, I'm just trying to, it's kind of like trying to find positives in COVID in a, in a way where it's just like, you feel bad for trying to find those positives, but it's like, you have to find those positives. And I just kind of like think of this, like, I feel like five years ago, this wouldn't be an issue. You know, maybe five years ago, maybe definitely not 10 years ago. This wouldn't have been a thing. Um, so I, I, you know, I guess like trying to just find something out of that. It's like, at least this is something being handled now. Cause like I said, five years ago, 2016, 2011, I don't, this would have been this nothing would have changed and especially it's just I don't know. like you hear about the shit with the hr when they're going to hr and the hr says well they're too powerful we can't do anything or the hr is friends with those people so they're not going to do anything which isn't hard to believe because i've worked for multiple companies where hr is buddy buddy with the top people in companies and it's like you go to talk to them you go to talk to them and complain to them about something and as you're going in there to go talk to them about something that person you want to go talk to or, or they can complain about uh, is sitting in there and they're, they're yakking it up, joking around. It's like, well, fuck, I'm fucked. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Gables, you got anything else you want to say? I've been, I'm sorry, I dominated that conversation. But is there anything you want to touch on? To be perfectly honest with you, Tyler, I think you've went ahead and covered most of what uh, what the topic was in general. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, all those situations are horrible. But at the same time, it's like the positive thing about this whole ordeal, even though there's a lot of shittiness that is coming out from Activision Blizzard is it's getting addressed. They've been point they're being pointed out and the state of California, even after all the craziness and all the other stupid shit they have been doing as a state, is going forth and addressing Activision Blizzard inside this court case to see this unethical work environment and stuff and potentially we may see a change as a result. So I'm gonna be positive about hey, this is gonna lead to some form of good change structurally in regards to that and obviously we i hope we don't have to hear more of about the craziness or the unethical work environments of another gaming company yeah i mean just yeah not gaming but i mean you know it's all you know it's a, it's a yeah but yeah but for the gaming world yeah because it's i mean gaming is for the most part still a boys club so um and you know maybe this will you know if something serious if they get the book thrown at them here may example of Maybe this will make all the other companies that kind of like let the shit slide. Maybe they'll they'll fucking start changing their shit around. Um, but uh, like I said, no easy way to segue out of that. But uh, just let's uh, let's we're gonna, to, we're gonna have to do it anyway. So let's rip the bandaid off, move on to some other news here. Um, so EA Play had their event on Thursday. Um, I was surprisingly able to avoid spoilers all day, and when I got home and watched it uh, Thursday night, so. Uh, not a, not a lot of stuff came out of it, but they kind of they focused a, a decent amount on each thing they talked about. Like, a lot of shit they announced, they said beforehand wasn't going to be there. We kind of talked, talked yeah. about this last week where they said a lot of stuff wasn't going to be there. And then they did some smaller events 
throughout the month um, to get that stuff out of the way. Like they did like the Madden FIFA thing. They did like EA original stuff. Uh, but the thing they did talk about was they announced uh, so Codemasters, who they recently purchased earlier this year, I think for like one point two billion dollars. Um, they announced they're making a Grid Legends. It's a racing game. Um, the difference is here though. It's like a live action like story mode is in this. So um, and they sh- kind of showed some like making of like what they're doing with like kind of, it's all just focused on. Um, the you know the, the, how they're making the story mode and kind of like the general idea of what's gonna be about they even have I don't, i'm not gonna try to pronounce his name but he plays eric in the netflix show sex education okay which is a hilarious british comedy um and i fucking love that show um and it's, uh, i'm just when i saw him I'm like oh fuck yeah i know who that guy is i'm, I'm not like I said, i'm not gonna try to pronounce his name because i'm just gonna royally butcher it and i don't want to do that um, but then they also had uh, one of the EA, one of the EA original games they did show off. Um, they, I think they revealed. The, I think they announced this one last year at the EA Play event. But it's called Lost and Random. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got that Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas um, uh, art style, and it's like you. Is it? What, what, I don't know if it's like an action RPG sort of sort of thing. It's like a. It's like a. So it's kind of described as a gothic f- fairy tale inspired action adventure uh, from Zoink uh, the Zoink Game Studio. It's coming out. Oh, it's coming out September 10th. I did not see that actually. I didn't, I thought it was next year. Um, but it's like you roll a dice. I don't know. It it, it just looks like a fucking um, like I, I was blown away by the art style of uh, the like the Nightmare for Christmas art style. Um, next up, they announced the what's going on with season two of Knockout City. They're doing it's starting on July 27th, and it's a fight at the movies where they're just doing like a bunch of like movie kind of like knockoff like jokes like. Uh, this guy, you know, basically he's Indiana Jones and shit like that. Like, there's characters and there's, like, maps that kind of look like you're at the movies and then Hollywood and stuff like that. So, uh, and there's gear and playlists and, uh, and shit like that that's going to be a part of that. Uh, Apex Legends, they announced what's going on with the next season of that that starts on the 3rd of August. And they announced the new, they announced or showed off the new character as well. Um, what was their name? I, oh, Seer is their name. Um, next up, they spent a decent amount of time on this one, the Battlefield uh, portal which um i guess actually leaked earlier in the day but like i said i was on try to say internet silence so i missed all this but um kind of did a deep dive um on this one where it basically like it takes elements from like all the battlefield games before that whether it's 1942 bad company or any of the previous battlefield games and like you can use like older maps from those games and you could do like you can they have like game modes already in there but there's like you can make custom games or like you can do like quantity over quality where you can use it's like 30 like it is all like you know live online play where there's 32 characters um from world war ii like 19 battlefield 1942 uh army uh world war ii german soldiers against four 2042 uh soldiers so like the, obviously the 2042 has way better weapons there's four against 30 uh, 32 uh, world war ii soldiers there was like one mode where it was like um, 32 people basically using like robots to uh, fight a, a World War II tank. Um, like the, you can create your own game modes, stuff like that. So that look kind of cool. And then the, um, the 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 worst kept secret in all gaming gables, uh, Dead Space was officially revealed. Um, it did come out and say it's a remake. It's going to be on the next gen consoles only and PC, of course. Uh, but no release window or anything like that. But Finally have confirmation of that. Um, kind of like, you know, run through everything. What was your overall thoughts on EA Play? And, you know, just kind of what was shown off there. Overall thoughts are like two things. And that was Lost in Random, which I felt that the control style looked fairly interesting in regards to this whole card battle kind of system that they have going That's right there. Where it's like, 
It's like it does have action elements to where it feels like an action RPG in some spots, but depending upon what you want to go through and roll dicey and stuff like that, you could either get like a specific number which will do a specific attack against a random group of enemies or whatsoever. I love the concept. I do love the fact that the game looks so reminiscent of like a Tim Burton style of animation. That whole gothic horror sort of look that definitely has a unique flair to it. I'm fairly excited that this thing's coming out in September. I do have interest mm. in wanting to play that since it's definitely one of those games that has like a visual like a visual popping style sort of similar to another game that I've been playing this week that I'll get to later. But as far as the overall EA stuff, I mean the other thing that I really liked was the whole Dead Space remaster reveal. I mean, I I loved how they went with it in terms of the the revelation stuff and you all of a sudden you see the uh the lights and stuff on the back of uh, Isaac and stuff like that mm -hmm. just start popping up and stuff. And man, that, that definitely was fun. That being said, you know, it was pretty, it's the cold converts in and of itself. It was pretty much on level to what I would have come to expect from EA's visual presentation, which there was plenty of stuff. I didn't care much about at all. I mean, Xavier Woods did his best to go through and like, uh, present the games in an interesting fashion. You know, Austin Creed, the lead guy for Up, Up, Down, Down, and stuff, that that side, which, you know what, for those listening, yeah, you should go through and like, watch a little bit of Up, Up, Down, Down. They do have some fairly entertaining things from time to time. Yeah. But, um, mm. as far as the EA stuff, I mean, I didn't really care too much about what was announced, like the Knockout City stuff. It's free-to-play thing, hey, not my jam. Battlefield, hey, the Battlefield stuff looks cool. They're mixed mashing a whole bunch of, like, uh, Types of soldiers, types of things from their past previous games, from like Bad Company Two to like called like Battlefield like nineteen forty two or some shit like that, mm -hmm. and they're all just mashing it together. Kind of surprised that they haven't tried that at all, but uh, the concept is interesting. I feel like there's going to be a bunch of people that'll want to play it, obviously when it comes out eventually. But uh, I felt like this was a this was like okay and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 you, we were both talking about last week because, like, I think our expectation levels, like we were saying, was like a five or a six out of ten. Yeah, and I, I you know, like it's kind of like when we talk, when I talk about the state of play stuff, where it's like they tell you exactly what's going to be there to set your expectations properly, and they never lie to you. They, it's always what what they say is going to be there. What's going to be there, and it just kind of depends on whether or not you like those things that that's there. Right, um, and that's kind of the same thing. They told us every, they basically told us everything that wasn't going to be there, so we were able to like figure out. What's going to be there from based off of that? Um, I still think it's like probably their one of their better EA plays that they've had. Yeah, because um, we always talk about every year when we talk, when we watch EA E three, and it's just like oh man, it's like they're like they used to be like forty five minutes to an hour long, and it'd be like here's the new Need for Speed, here's FIFA, here's Madden, um, and even like me that's a big Madden fan puts hundreds hundreds of hours in the Madden every year. Even I'm like I don't fucking care <laughs> i don't want to see this shit like I, I i'm gonna buy it i don't care we're gonna buy it we don't really give a shit other than that time they announced they're doing a single player mode i didn't care um but uh yeah i it was fine you know uh i was never really bored i guess like and the the stuff they, they yeah they, they kind of i like the fact that like they didn't they only showed like i think like six stuff there and they only and they spent a little more time on those things i have to sneeze and it's bugging the shit out of me <laughs> um but uh, and I'm just like, I'm trying to hold it in, but also just let it go. But it's not happening. Uh, my eyes are watering. I'm at that stage where my eyes are watering now. I have to sneeze so bad. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Like Apex, I don't really give a shit about. 
Uh, Knockout City was fun for a weekend, but I mean, for people that are still playing, and it's nice they're doing an update after it's only been out for two months, so that's good they're adding new content. Cause that's a, that's a complaint we hear about a lot of games, especially when they first come out. Like I remember, like I think Fall Guys when that came out last year, it was cool for like big. For, it's still big now. I mean, but it's not like that shit was. Everybody was talking about that shit like that first like month or so it was out. The first month, but then, or so before Among Us took over. Yeah, yeah. For, well, yeah. Well, Among Us was before that, and then we all jumped off of that. With the fall guys and everybody went back to among us um but yeah like but then like by the time they announced what was coming to season two or the next whatever like it was weird like that was too long ago like you guys should have done this earlier or done some more shit earlier um but uh, yeah i don't know it was it was fine I, the, the grid legend stuff looks kind of cool um like just the story mode aspect of it I, I'm, I'm like but uh, overall i think the story modes and some of the shit they've been adding that a lot more stuff and it's just like i think it's better than like the nba 2k story modes they do like those are just awful yeah and they're not uh, they're, at least these aren't riddled with microtransactions like the 2k shit is but um oh. they haven't been very good the, i mean the first i the, when they did the long shot in madden that was really cool and the first i heard the first year they did fifa was really cool as well um but the second year they did long shot was not as good but it was still better than the shit i mean i'd rather take that over anything they're doing um right now uh because the, they're they're bad madden story modes are story modes i'm using quotations there because uh, it's very lightly a story are just not good um so yeah i'm in death space i mean that would have been we love we love leaks we love sport we get excited for those things uh we it's just the, it's the downside of like we get excited for like we we want to know what's happening before like they get announced because it's exciting yes but it's like also when it does happen it kind of ruins it and then if it wasn't there it's kind of like last year when like the mass effect stuff happened and it was supposed to be EA, ea play but then it got delayed to um it got announced in november instead of uh, ea play because it was supposed to come out in october of last year and then it wasn't there so then we were just all even though it wasn't like the worst ea play it was an okay ea play i mean not as good as this year's but it was like we were all just everybody just wanted mass effect and then it wasn't there um so if it wouldn't have been there that that would have been would have made it worse but also the fact that we didn't know it was coming kind of killed the the, because that would have been like the coolest announcement probably of the year, um, bigger than anything probably announced at E three this you know that was last month, um, but yeah I mean it's exciting to know it's back they're doing a remake, um, which is awesome I would I I mean I'd rather have, I think I'd rather have a remaster trilogy than a remake but I don't know I'm not gonna complain because. I don't know. I, I, I've, fuck, it's hard. I don't want to complain. That's stupid of me to complain. I'm just happy we're having Dead Space. <laughs> I should be happy it's back, you know, and hopefully this sells super duper well. Hopefully it's really, really good. Um, and then we get a Dead Space 2 remake, and then maybe we get a, a good Dead Space 3 um, that isn't full of microtransactions. Uh, and then also, they don't, spoil alert for Dead Space 3, they literally kill every human in the, in the, in, in the world or in the universe. So. Kind of hard to make a sequel after they kind of wrapped up the universe in Dead Space. So yeah, they kind of have to do a remake and like fix all. Maybe they could fix all that shit um, and take the take the asteroid shooting mini game out of it. That'd be great too. Um, <laughs> I totally forgot about that, and then like I heard someone mention that on on Twitter, asking, "You think that's going to be in there?" I'm like, "I totally for, no, I hope to God not. That was awful. I totally spaced all that shit." Um, yeah, I mean, it's it was it was it was fine. It's it's kind of hard to like give it like a one out of ten ranking because mm. we were both in like a five or six expectation level. Yeah, but I, I kind of feel it, like it, it met, was it, like around that. Yeah, it, it met those expectations. So like 
on that scale of like a five or a six expectation, it was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, but then, I mean, like it's been kind of a light news, this light news week, not really light news week, um, but not a lot of, not a lot of volume of news. So we got a, but we got a decent amount of quick hitters this week. Um, so I said this one, you Gables, we had the Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Master Duels was, uh, was announced. I guess there was like a Yu-Gi-Oh! type direct on like Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday morning yeah, in Japan or something. It was weird. And they announced a bunch of, there's some other Yu-Gi-Oh! games announced, but they, uh, I was really excited when I heard this, and then I found out. It's, so they announced Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duels, which is a, a new, um, tri- you know, it's another Yu-Gi-Oh! game. I don't know what the fuck Louis is doing back there. I think he's, I don't, he took off of something. I don't know what it was. But um, they uh, announced this. It's, it's a free-to-play Yu-Gi-Oh! game, which sounds scary because some of those ones that they charge money for, uh, those Yu-Gi-Oh games, they do they really rake you over the coals for fucking yes uh, microtransactions. The, la- the legacy, of the duels wasn't as bad, but it still wasn't great. Um, but I mean, it w- you could still you could actually beat the entire game without. Like, I never put another dime after other than buying the game. Um, but there was like there was like add-ons they added later on, and they were way overpriced. They're overcharged for some of that shit. Uh, whether it was like starter packs or like new new duelers you can face. Uh, but this is free to play and Gables. Yes, because of the next gen consoles, they are finally able to use the full power of these consoles to give you 4K, <laughs> 60 frames per second, which just made me laugh when the guy said that. I'm like, really? You're trading card giving the the PS4, the PS4, and the Xbox One were just too weak of a console for your cheaply made animations to really look that was the issue was the power not last of us part two they figured it out they, they did some wizard wizardry fucking titanfall 2 they figured that shit out halo 5 they figured that shit out but nowhere in, they don't need as much power as the dark magician doing an attack i'll be perfectly honest with you the last Yu-Gi-Oh game to put out on the ps4 which you know the that whole like a legacy of duelist stuff. I'll I can tell you this right now: the DS game Nightmare Troubadour looked fucking better than that shit in terms of their animation. It's stuff. the same fucking layup. They're just slightly <laughs> better looking. And I turned the animations off because they were so bad. Yeah. I don't want to fucking look at them anymore. Um, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. It's like now with the new power, I'm like, oh boy. Well, how is this thing gonna run on last gen consoles in the Switch? Because fuck, is this gonna, oh, is it gonna? Dis- it's gonna melt the the motherboard in these fucking things. Um, <laughs> Your console's have motherboards. Gonna open another portal to another dimension. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus dark Christ! Now what? <laughs> yeah, now yeah, now we're in the fucking um, what's the what's the the wait. zone you get stuck into? Like, wait, I've been transported to the shadow realm. Shadow realm. Thank you. I was trying to think of. I was trying to make a joke there, and I lost it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of bummed. I was excited because I've talked about for years. I loved. I actually like after years of terrible microtransaction riddled um, Yu-Gi-Oh games, they finally gave us a good one. Legacy of the Duels five years ago. Um, I was like, oh god, finally another one. Then it's it's free to play. I'm gonna try it out. I'm gonna check it out because it's free to play. But um, I can't wait to finally see the full power of what the PS5 can do. It just sucks that we're maxing out these these new consoles six months in instead of, you know, at the end of the generation. 
Yeah, watch. This is going to be like a two-second cutscene for Card or something like that. Hey, the Dark Magician's coming on the field. All of a sudden, he just uses a dark magic attack that looks like it's going at two frames per second. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, man, you got to get a PS5 Pro, guys. It's just it's too too much, too much. Uh, Gables is playing tug-of-war with his dog. Um, so, Gables, I you know, I made this joke a couple months ago. Um, yes. But... Um, it still implies today, unfortunately. It's um, it's not even much of a joke anymore. Do you love Earthbound? Yes, Gables? absolutely. Would you like to play that on your Switch console? Oh yeah, of course. Well, Nintendo says fuck you because you're not getting it. You're getting <laughs> you're getting three new games on July 28th. You're getting Claymates, Jellyboy, and Bomboozle. Um, there are no, and no new NES games, so you don't even get the original Earthbound. Let me tell you something. I was on YouTube the moment that video dropped from Nintendo. I was like, oh, hey, Same. we added some more like uh, we added some more games in our Super Nintendo app. And I look at it, and I kid you not, as soon as I watched that, I had to watch it twice because I couldn't, I could not uh, believe that these were game releases on the Switch's uh, Super Nintendo app. But importantly of all that, I typed into the show notes is like Nintendo Switch adds online games, and I added in a little blub blub like dot dot dot. What the fuck? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and hey Gables yeah. go ahead go ahead sorry. and you thought that last month was underwhelming yeah I'm, at least they were like every now and again they give us like every like month or two they give like at least give us like a Japan game yes. that never made its way over here it's like we get Claymates which was the game before they made Clay Fighters <laughs> so <laughs> whatever we don't even get the game that they're known for we get the game before the game they're known for yes of course um, <laughs> and on top of that, that, makes that sense. and on top of that, we get two games that never made it stateside, right? These are like European games only, right? This whole yeah. Jelly Boy and freaking like Kablooey or whatever the fuck this game is. It looks like a freaking mutated Mr. Potato Head going through an exploding ship. But uh-huh. uh, I'm looking at screenshots right now. Oh my gosh, the amount of I I was reading a lot of the comments too on the YouTube video and man you better believe that this thing got ratioed so horribly on YouTube oh, the moment sure. it got announced. I want to see the I want to see the downvotes on these fucking things. Oh boy, the the Jesus Christ the the Bon Boozle one just is offensive to all to my eyes. Yeah, Bon Boozle. Um, it's actually scratch that. It's offensive to all five senses. It just looks like it tastes bad. It, it makes it even worse though that in Japan they actually got like one yeah. of the. Uh, they actually got one of the whole like Simigami Tensai games that released right there yeah. that month. Tensai Stop if. It. No. Anyway. So I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my little dog. He has a tendency of biting too hard on my fingers. Gables is like <laughs> me on the fucking nose. Oh, that's just my mom. Oh, holy <laughs> crap, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! If you've never watched us, <laughs> Gables viewed his mic when he's dying. <laughs> oh, man. If, oh if you... for those that didn't, the, for those who are watching on the stream, <laughs> my dog just did a complete front flip into his cage door, mistaking my mom for like some stranger, started barking at her, and all of a sudden you just see him just go. Fear. If you've never watched us, <laughs> our video version. <laughs> <laughs> now this is the episode of do it just go to like the 45 minute mark give or take and fucking find it because <laughs> that was awesome Did you i hope it didn't get cut off in the that, stream though? that was hilarious <laughs> oh that was fucking great oh, oh man and all that because my mom had to go through it so I was like, oh yeah she went poop on the floor and like, i took him out to use the bathroom <laughs> oh. 
Oh, man. Thank you, German Taco. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. I knew I should have named him Crash, but still, regardless. Yeah. Oh, he's still in here. Anyway. <laughs> not, not, not after the Bandicoot, just after the test dummies. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, these whole Nintendo Switch Online, yeah, you know it's not a fairly good month if the things that my dog is doing is way more interesting than the fucking game's talking he, about. He heard the news. He tried to jump to his own death. <laughs> he literally just did a front flip into his cage door with disgust. And yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, out of all the games they could have potentially done and stuff, I'll, I'm actually with a lot of gamers when, when as soon as this announcement reached, why not they just bring back the stupid fucking virtual console at this point? You know, it's like they're obviously not going with they're obviously not going with the best games. They're just doing a lot of these things through contractual obligations, and yeah. it's like, and they're not even doing like their own first party shit. It's not even like the third party stuff. It's the first party shit. Yeah, that they could just do anytime, and they just don't do it. it yeah, it, it's it's wow. I mean, I, I almost it makes me wonder like, do they just regret? doing the switch online thing and not charging us all the cart form you know because i could see that I, I think people at this point if they would if i think most gamers at this point if like you just if you could give me if i had to pay five dollars a piece for all these yeah almost everything i wanted at least first party wise you know and not just and also 64 and gamecube and all that shit excuse me i got the hiccups now i gotta sneeze and i have the hiccups excuse me now i burped Hey, this is a rough episode for everybody here. Uh, <laughs> Chico more than everybody. Chico, but, um, literally backflip and disgust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm out. I, I don't want to hear the shit anymore. Um, <laughs> of course, Jelly Boy does that with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I told you that Bamboozle was offensive to me. Jelly Boy apparently was more offensive to him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like everybody at this point would just rather pay $5 a piece for some of the shit than just have this i mean it's not even like we're not even getting like top tier even mid-tier like third-party shit we're getting like the bottom of the most bottom of the barrel like games that no one heard of it literally games you could have played back in the day if you run them from a gas station that's what we're getting you wouldn't have to run from the gas station cables people they were in the trash can of the gas station <laughs> that's where they were you said and people doused them in fuel but they wouldn't they were so awful you couldn't set them on fire because the devil made them. <sighs> Anyways, Gables, sticking with Nintendo for a million here. Um, so this is kind of a a rumor that's going on right now is apparently uh, some people have received notifications that on, as of um, April 1st of next year, uh, you will no longer be able to send in uh, games for to be accepted for submission for 3DS and Wii U. Uh, and this is something that's kind of like we're we're dealing with. Um, oh, so here these new tiles should be lot check approved latest within three months after the submission deadline. So even earlier than that. So basically, at the end of the fiscal year, um, that's basically the end of apparently based off these rumors. Uh, if I'm not being confirmed by anybody yet, this is this came from uh, a, a European, uh, the European side that uh, they won't be able to add new games to the, or at least you won't be able to put more game new games in the B submitted on the new on those consoles after april 1st which is kind of something that's been going on with the uh with the Vita, where like they were gonna originally gonna close it um in august but they said like you wouldn't be able to put new games in for acceptance after um i think it was like july and then they said oh no we'll keep it open but 
after July, if a game hasn't been approved by us, then you you can't. You, so basically, after so actually now there's no more games we'll be able to put in for the approval, and then after that, no there there will be whatever games have been approved now. Those will be the last of the Vita games put on their stores. But that's kind of what we're looking at now. You know, I, I guess. Well, I mean, the 3DS was, I mean, in a roundabout way, really retired in like 2018, but they kind of like tried to keep it going for another couple of years. Yeah, pretty much. And the Wii U was, the Wii U came out in November of 2012 and uh, died in December of 2012. So, um, it just makes sense, you know, that, uh, the, you know, with the Switch now is four and a half years old. At that point, it'll be five years old. Yes. Makes sense that these two games, at least... Not not shutting off the uh, ability to to purchase any games, even though they did announce in Japan that you can't you can only buy games with uh, Nintendo points, with like buying eShop points instead of using a credit card. Right. But the, at this point, you won't be able to add any more games, which is I don't know, makes sense. Why are we making games for these things at this point still? I know that's fairly true. At the same at that same point, people could still if they really wanted to get some of these games in the 3DS and the Wii U, they can potentially buy the. Uh, the points cards or something or if you wanted to you could just redeem things on your switch and then just go to the previous shops because they're tied up to there so it's like i can understand why they wouldn't want to potentially end a lot of the uh, game but the game stuff i mean quite honestly i thought this thing happened uh sooner than what it was to be perfectly honest with you but uh yeah Honestly, at that point, it's like I fully expect the 3DS and the Wii U's eShop stuff to cease continuing possibly by the end of 2022 if they're yeah. already in two separate things, credit card transactions and also game release things. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I, I just wonder what they're, I mean, they're going to do as far as like, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, I guess. You know, it's been like I said, it's been five years. I just wonder if like this would be like virtual console games on there that you still can't get on the new on the switch yet so that kind of but i guess it's like you know you would it's kind of an argument i made with the with the with the vita about when they announced that they're the outrage behind that i was like well these games have been available for a decade now so if, if you if you really really wanted them you would have bought them already kind of thing um but i guess the big key though as long as they give us a give i mean more so for this gives the developers at least a long heads up for that way because earlier you heard about like a lot of people that were still making games for the Vita. Yes. And like they announced, hey, with four months notice, if your shit's not done, then I mean, you it's not coming out. So, which that's really shitty for them. So as long as you give them a decent heads up that the shit's happening for them, and then I mean, and then just give you know, at least give I'd say at least give them a fucking year. Yeah, really. And then I mean, which I mean, I guess you give them eight months if this is true. Um, and then yeah, like I said, I think give us a good six months to a year to let us know that, Hey, if you want to buy shit, do it now. Cause then return, you won't be able to buy shit anymore. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just wonder if Treefall studios will be able to recover from this cables. Cause oh, your favorite studio. Oh my God. Treefall studios. Anyway. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, their games come on PS4 now. They, they, they're, they're so bad. They can't go on the, the Nintendo won't approve them on the switch. That's very true. Uh, PlayStation and steam will take them. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just can't. When I see an opportunity to take a shot at them, I can't help myself. <laughs> I'm, we're gonna get we're gonna get sued one day by them. Um, Eli is so mad at us right now. Uh, but uh, this is kind of a cool news here for PlayStation owner, PS5 owners rather. Um, excuse me, PS5 owners will be able to get a free six months. Excuse me, very burpy. Apple TV 
Um, so if you have a PS5, all you gotta do is just go in. Um, uh, there's a, there's a link you can do. Just Google search it, and you click on the link and just kind of tie the yeah. two accounts together, and you will get six months. And I believe um, it like so for me last year I bought a new I bought an iPhone, and they gave me a free year. And my year does end in November, but I, from I, it seems like I can do this now. And they'll just add an extra additional six months onto my account. So it isn't just like if you're on a free trial, you don't get another one. It sounds like, cool, you can just add on another little bit right now. Um, I don't know. It seems like Apple TV's been getting better and better um, lately. There's a, little more, a lot more buzz behind it. They have that. There's that, oh God, Mythical Quest or Mythic Quest. There's that. It's, it's made by the guy, from, um, Mac from uh, Always Sunny. Uh, that's his new show. That's or not new show. It's season two just came out over there, and everybody's saying that show is excellent. It's on there. Um, there's that Ted Lasso season two just started this weekend. Um, everybody's raving about that one, and there's been some exclusive movies on there as well. So people have been kind of raving about it lately. And just kind of cool that they're doing this um, thing going on. You can you could sign up for this promo for you have until July 22nd of next year. So you got a full year to sign up for this, um, which is kind of cool to see they're doing this thing as well. Um, you know, we, we've seen this like Xbox uh, did this last month and are actually a couple weeks ago. They announced that you can get a free 30 days of Disney plus if you have game pass. Um, and so, and like, I think you could do the same thing with Spotify. You get the Spotify premium for the like same deal with them. So um, just kind of cool. You know, I mean, if you got a PS five and they're hard to get out there, but if you're one of like the 10 million or so that have one, I mean, fuck yeah. Why not check it out? It's like, I think it's only like five bucks a month. So save yourself 30 bucks. Check out some cool shit. Gables. Um, are you, are you going to go? Ch- are you going to use this? I may potentially go through and use this. I got to square up some billing information in that regards. But at the same time, I'm willing to give it a shot. I mean, if I'm able to watch certain things, I mean, hell, PS5 owner, it's free, so I might as well try it out. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, the, hopefully the app works better than the HBO Max app because it is the HBO Max app is awful. I actually have never oh. used the HBO mm-hmm. Max app on the PS5. Yeah, I mean it's just in general that they it sucks everywhere, but it's um, like I only have L- I have only have LG TVs, so I have to use my console for it. And um, it, I was just trying to watch shit on there today, and if you pause it, good luck. Fifty fifty if it starts up again without closing on you, or you're just watching it just randomly crashes on you. It's just a piece of shit. So hopefully it works better now. But I, Apple TV is on more devices. It's on LG devices, so um, and Samsung shit like that. So. It's out there. So yeah. But even so, if you have a PS5, you you have access to this, and if you have an iPhone, you have also access access to it. So, like I said, it's free. It's cool. It's a cool deal. Check it out. Um, but uh, moving on here to our last yep, last quick hitter here. Um, I don't know how much you say on this one. Gables, Ubisoft announced they have a new free to play um game they're doing. It's called Tom, Tom Clancy's X Defiant. It's like okay. they're doing this like punk rock um cross. It, it basically it's it's so I think the main guy on here was like he worked he was uh he worked he may help make he was like a top guy I think with respawn before up with with Call of Duty so it's basically oh, okay. Call of Duty with with some punk esh more like more colorful style to it but it's but it's like also like a hero shooter where each character has different stuff we do like I think Call of Duty did this back with Black Ops three or four where they they tried to make it like a hero shooter as well. Um, it's just more of that like they and it's just like I feel like this is kind of like a reattempt after Hyper Hyperscape came out last year. They try to like do their their own version of a um, 
Battle Royale, free to play because all the big developers have their own personal. Activision's got Warzone, um, EA's got Apex. Um, so this is Ubisoft's version of that and came out, failed. Or not really failed, but they said last year after like a few months of the market that didn't take off like they wanted to and they're kind of like going back to the drawing board on this and uh i don't know i mean i think it's coming there's gonna be a beta later this year and i, th- I believe they're, they're aiming for it to come out this year i believe is what they said maybe next maybe it was early next year um i don't know i, I watched trailer for it looks like a colorful call of duty shooter I don't mean what, what, what did, you just, did that blow you away at all? Gables, me sell this. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean it's it looked okay in that regards, X Defiant and stuff like that. But I didn't actually know the background that there was a former member of uh, Respawn and like Infinity Ward or something working at the head of like uh, yeah this project. I thought it was like immediately like a, like a Frank West or like a Vincent Pella type of stuff. But yeah, but honestly, I play enough of like the type of shooters like on destiny 2 and stuff to really i really don't see me potentially wanting to play it personally yeah i mean and this isn't for us these are like these things that come out and it's like the the gaming um world is so crazy nowadays or so big and broad that like there are people that play more games spend more hours playing games uh a year than us but they play one or two games um and there's like these games are, like that maybe we don't even we don't even ever heard of are these games that we think are just dead uh-huh. and they are alive and well and there's just this whole market over there that like Fall Guys is still big but you know it's just like I said the the gaming world is so big does this thing could have a good size audience and we won't even fucking know what happens um, it looks fine it looks technically fine uh, I just nothing about it blew me away I think it will have a leg up where like Hyperscape when it came out it was only on PC this is gonna be on everything yes so. That's gonna help it out, where it's not stuck on one market. Like, even though the PC is a big market, uh, most of these free-to-play games like Warzone and Fortnite, shit like that, overwhelmingly, it's like seventy-plus percent of gamers that play these games play on console still. So, well, yeah, of course, um, it, it's a it's a big deal. You want to be you want to be launching on everything. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up for the news part of it, Gables. I do want to, um, if you don't mind. I'm going to start real quick. I want. I do want to talk about a game, a free-to-play game I've been playing myself. Okay, let's, let's um, hear it. So, uh, I was telling Gables for the show, uh, after talking enormous amounts of shit about this game, okay. uh, there was actually some good buzz coming out about it. Um, Pokemon Unite okay. came out free-to-play on the Switch, um, and people have been saying pretty good things about it, for the most part. First, there's some free-to-play, pay-to-win bullshit in it, and I was kind of looking... I haven't spent any money. I'm not going to spend any money on this thing. But I was I was kind of looking at like, um, like the things you can buy in this, uh, and there are like you can like you know like you can put, your Pokemon can hold items in the main game. Yes, you could do the same thing with this, and you can like um, your Pokemon like in the in the game you start at level one and then you level up as you um, do more damage or KO Pokemon stuff like that, and there's like items you can do that like your your attacks do more or you heal a little bit as you're playing the game your character slowly heals or there's like one where like you can buy with real money um or you can buy with earned money but you I mean it takes forever so it's obviously way faster to spend in real money yes. you can buy like your character levels up faster which then he you can evolve and then you uh, you get uh, you get more, more powerful special attacks stuff like that so anyways i don't know how big a deal that is but i've only i played three three games 
uh, of this. So it's a MOBA. I've never played a MOBA before. I've seen it, but I didn't really know how it worked. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And so I played the three games, and this game is actually really, really cool. I like this game a lot. I mean, obviously, it's hard, it's hard to say. It's one of those things where, like, when I play these, like, newer games and they come out, it's like I really got in a Splatoon for, like, two weeks and, like, ARMS for a couple weeks and because I was, like, doing, like, actually really well. And then, and then I'm out, and then, like, I kind of, like, slow down or, like, people, like, surpass me. And I was like, I'm just getting my ass whooped now and I'm no longer having fun. But I, I played three games. All three games, I was the MVP in these. But kind of the way it works is um, it's free to play. It's free to play. It's on Switch right now only. I think next month it comes to mobile. Um, but uh, I'm not sure if they're going to. Hopefully it has cross progression and all that. But um, you, you create your trainer. Very limited on what you can do for like looks and gear and all that. But you can unlock more gear for them, which is pointless because you can't actually see your trainer in the game. Um, but then like you start off with, you can like pick between like five Pokemon at the beginning. Like there's like Pikachu, there's Charizard and stuff like that. A few other ones. Um, and then you, you can unlock some as you level up or you can buy more Pokemon to play as in the game. And like they have like novice intermediate expert. I'm not sure what that means is like how difficult it is to, to like use them or as far as like leveling up because the more you level up the more powerful like attacks like right so i picked charizard as my starter but when you start the main when you start the game uh each game is has a 10 minute time limit you whoever scores the most points in that 10 minutes wins on the board but um when you when you start it off you you start as charmander so you level one and then like i think like level seven um in the game you you go to um Tremillion, and then like i think it's like level 11 you go to you go to charizard and the highest I've ever gotten to, like the highest I've seen, is like level sixteen, a character get to, and I think I got to like fourteen in one of my games. Um, but the way it works is like so: it's five v five, and like I said, there's a ten minute time limit, and each um, team has like five. Uh, so I should probably put it down here on the camera for people to see. Choose character has like each team has like five different platforms, uh, and the goal is, and like so like the, the enemies will be in the bottom, and then yours will be on. Or no. So is it five or six, maybe it's six. I'm sorry, I'm fucking this all up. So there's you have three on the left side for you, and then they have three on their on their side. And the way it works is um, there's like wild Pokemon in the game. You can knock them out for, in their, and you can see a number above them, and like so they'll have five on them or two on them. And the more p- points are worth, the more HP they have. They can do, they can attack you back, um, and you can knock them out, and you earn points. And then you build these points up. They look like little Pokeballs at the bottom. I can't remember what they're called, right. but they're like. So you get like a little point, and then when you get to their like little circle they have, the enemy circle next to there's five or six of them. There's five. There's five. I remember now. Um, you do like a, like almost like a dunk thing. Yes. So like you build up as many points as you want, but the more points that like you have twenty points, which is hard to get. You have twenty points. You have to hold the X button down to do like do the dunk in the circle, and it takes longer to charge up to do that. Oh, to do I that. see. And if you get attacked, it resets it. Um, and then each circle can only take 100 points of damage and it goes away. And the way that the advantage of that works is that when you get into their side of the field on the outside, like it, there's like a speed flux thing where you move slower in that area. So you kind of want to stay and just attack the two like spots at the beginning and like knock off those areas and slowly gain more ground. It, once they're, once you destroy their, their zone, it's gone. And then you can move at your regular pace to the new areas. So it's kind of more like it's kind of like a domination thing where like now you own you 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 kind of like they have less ground than you and they can't get it back but like i said like so like, i think it's like 500 points is the max you can gain uh and you can like 
if you KO then like it's in like if you go back to your circle you get HP back so it's kind of like a balance of like alright you can go over there and fight in their area but I mean there's going to be more of them over there you're going to move slower uh, then they're going to fuck you up and then like if they're attacking you they can go sit they're in their area go in the circle they can kind of heal as they're attacking you and yes. fight but like you, you get like surrounded two on one Unless, like, um, as you go and you get level up, you can, like, once you get to, like, I think it's, like, level 10, you unlock, like, the special attack, like, the ultimate ability you can do. So, like, when, like, like Charizard, like, I, I, I can fly, so they can't hit me anymore. And I can, like, do a flamethrower, and it's, like, a super, like, um, it does a lot of damage, and they can't attack me for, like, 10 seconds. So I can do a lot of damage to a couple of Pokemon uh, against the, like, actual real-life opponents um, to them in a short amount of time. And then you have other ones you can do. Like, I can do, like, a, a fire spin or, like, a flamethrower attack, and there's a cooldown effect. And those do, like, extra points of damage against them. Um, and then there's, like, a whole center area. That's kind of, like, no man's land. And there's, like, there's wild Pokemon there. And then there's, like, uh, legendary Pokemon will show up. Like, Zapdos will show up. And he can, he's, it's a it's a AI opponent. But, like, you face him, like, one or one-on-one or two-on-one, he can, he can fuck you up really oh. good. So you kind of want to work together. And all of you and your team go attack him at once. And once you, uh, if you, if your team defeats him, uh, you get like a shit ton of points. And then you can go like one of the games I defeated him, like got 50 points. I maxed out how many points you can have to like do a, to score a goal on them in one go around. Uh, and then I knocked out 50 points out of a hundred on this and all three games. Like we basically like one of the games they all left. Cause we were like, it was a bloodbath. We were like right away. You can, we were destroying them. The other one, the other two games, like the first game was really close, and we just kind of overtook them in the like the last two minutes, and won. Um, but it's actually really fun. It's kind of hectic. The, the the frame rates do drop sometimes when there's a bunch of like uh, people on the on the map at the same time. Uh, but you rarely ever see it. For the most part, everybody's kind of spread out. Um, kind of the, my overall tactic is just like go down to the bottom and start there and like and attack. You don't see and like you just kind of like slowly you don't want to like run in you want to just like slowly attack uh and kind of you know you don't want to stray too far away from your area so if you like your hp gets low you can quickly go back and uh heal up yes um but you also want to be aggressive enough where like you're not letting them you're not just waiting for them to come back and like each pokemon has different abilities and like different things like so like charizard he's all round character so he's not super strong in the area and some of them like I think Pikachu is like an attack character, so he's better for like being on the offensive. And then like Snorlax, he is a defender, so he's better for like defending your your areas than going out and attacking areas. So um, I hope they explain those well You're enough. You're actually but, explaining it uh, fairly, like fairly good, in my honest opinion. Okay, I can understand right, some bits you. of terms in terms of what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, but it's 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 pretty simple. Like, it seems like a lot at the beginning, but like the the the, the tutorial is fairly short. It's like 15 minutes. Like you, they kind of. Exp- Show, show you, tell you what all the buttons do, and you play like a, a one five minute game against the AI, yeah. and then you, you're in the game. Uh, there's like rank. Uh, eventually, like you level up your trainer enough, you can do like rank battles and stuff like that as well. I'm assuming those are the really really tough guys, but like I've only done th- like three games. I'm on level five right now. My 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 character is, and every time you level up, you you unlock a new item, or you can unlock a new uh, more money, or you can unlock um, like a new Pokemon shit like that. I, I have three Pokemon unlocked now. There's like there's daily challenges you can do, kind of like any like fruit, uh, like like live service game. But uh, I don't I don't know how bad it's gonna get. Like there's no like it doesn't seem like there's any bullshit like 
like I've liked some of the other fr- I've talked about in the past. Like I enjoy like the Pokemon Picross game. There's that Pokemon Mastery game that like they were so it was like based on like you spend real money, you can play it sooner, or you had to wait for a timer to time to go down right. to play, or like the 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 AI got so difficult that you had to spend real money to unlock new stuff to be better, yeah. and very frustrating. Is like I, I said before, like I would pay twenty bucks just to have the game and just work and just have everything and be normal. Um, and this isn't so far. It doesn't seem like it has that. I don't like. I, said, I don't know. Like, like I said, there. I've seen the thing where like you can buy uh, equipment that your Pokemon can hold that will give you like you know like like I said you can like buy a bandana that makes them their attack stronger or they can heal slightly or they'll gain XP faster. Which I don't know how like they're not like once you buy them you have them with real money, uh, but like so you can earn them in game as well. Um, I don't know how bad that shit is, but. Like it's, it's only the first weekend. It just came out Friday, I think Thursday or Friday. Um, but so far, it doesn't seem awful. But um, I don't know. I want to keep checking it out. I don't. I, I don't think this, this might be something I just play for a week or two off and on, and then just kind of not play again. But I don't know, it seems fun. I mean, it's way better than I thought. I thought this game, especially based off the lot, my last two exper- experiences with free to play games, and then the other. There's the other two Pokemon free to play games they put out in the last few years that were just not good at all. They're just bad. Um, but yeah, who would have thought that my favorite Pokemon game of the year would be Pokemon Unite of all things. Um, a couple other things I did play this week. I'll, I'll kind of try to run through these a little faster because that took a decent amount of time already. Um, I played through Last Stop, which is a game I've been looking forward to for quite a while now. I've talked about it off and on. Um, yeah, I was really excited for this. It was like 25 bucks. I was going to buy this one on day one regardless. It came out Thursday, but then it was announced it's coming to Game Pass, which I'm like, fuck yeah, cool. Save me, save me 25 bucks. Um, so this is the people that made, um, I can't remember the name of the studio, something slate. I want to say, uh, they made Virginia that came out like, I think 2018, um, which I, I, I enjoyed. I thought it was a good game. It wasn't a great game, but it was a good game. It was kind of like, um, there was no, it was like kind of like the gone, the gone home type experience, but like more like, um, X file mystery type shit. And this one kind of more of the same, but it's third person, um, in a way it's kind of more like tank controls really. Where so this one you 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 um, there are three characters you play as. There's John, there's Mina, and there is Donna. Um, kind of the cool thing to do with this one, and I, I just like I beat it all on Saturday. I couldn't stop. It's about six hours oh, long. Cool. Um, I just couldn't stop playing. I, and the flow of it's really good. Where so you can pick the order you play the characters, but each each character has six chapters. Um, but you can't just do like pick John and beat all six chapters on a go. Yes. You can say, oh, I want to play as John chapter one. Do you beat his chapter and then you go back to the, it's like they're all three are sitting on a train and then you pick the character and you get off the train and then you just take off from there. Um, it's just, it's not like the train is, it's just them sitting on the, you pick which one you want to play as. Uh, so you pick John's and you come back to the train. There's Mina and Donna sitting there. Like, okay, now who's chapter one do I want to do next? And then you do all three of their chapter ones and go on to chapter two. Right, and the same right. thing. Pick, you can do them all in any order. Anyways, um, so kind of the, 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 what's going on here is, and they have like slight intertwinings for the most part. And then there's a chapter seven where everything all ties in together at the end. Uh, minor spoilers there, sorry. Um, but I mean, they kind of set it all up. Uh, so like the, the broad setup is, because this is a story-driven game, like you could pick the dialogue options, but for the most part, you're just kind of going with the ride. Um, and then you can make some minor adjust. You can make some minor tweaks to like decisions and stuff like that. But for the most part, you just kind of, you're along for the ride. There's no collectibles, there's no shit like this. Um, you just, you just along for the, it's just an experience. Um, so like John's story is, uh, 
him and he he has he's a single dad. He's like probably in his, he's older in his forties, maybe fifties. Um, and he's got eight year old daughter Molly, and he has a neighbor that lives. He lives in so they live in an apartment, and then he has a neighbor Jake who's like twenty something. Uh, he's a game developer. Uh, super like and John has some health issues. Uh, you know, middle aged guy, out of shape, all that, um, and has some heart problems. And then Jake is a twenty something uh, game developer who is all about you know health and he's a he's a jogger and staying healthy and staying active mm-hmm. and something happens and they switch they switch bodies um and it's kind of it's just a kind of a fun story there and they like like they tell his, they tell their daughter uh, his john's daughter molly and it's just an experience about them like trying to figure out like okay like how did this happen what are they gonna do to switch back and all that and it's like going on like them trying to like live their lives and then uh Mina, she works for like the secret government agency. It's very mysterious. Like you don't really know what's going on with her, but she's um, she's she has a husband and a and a son, uh, but she's also having an affair with uh, this guy named Felix. Okay. Um, so she's living like this double life of like she has a secret uh, job that she can't tell her family what she's doing, and she works really weird. So she's barely around her family, but then also she's living a, a third life where she has this affair going on. Um, and you're just trying to uncover like what's going on with like, like, like all this shit. Like she's being stalked by somebody, and then what? What's like? What is her job exactly? What's she doing? And then her just you know, balancing trying to be a better, better mother right. slash wife by also have it's so it's very interesting how that all plays out. And then sorry, this is it's hard. To, this, I, I I enjoy these games, but they're always so hard to talk about Stop. because they're so story driven. Um, and then Donna finally. Uh, hers is like she uh, she's got her two friends with her. She's a high school, she's I don't know, 16, 17 maybe, and she has this neighbor, or like they're out like just hanging out and stuff, and they see their this this neighbor that lives nearby, and um, he's like super weird. It's like these people, like he keeps bringing these people to his house, mostly women, sometimes guys, and they they like they disappear or like they they go into the house but they don't come out. So then they follow him to like this um, abandoned warehouse and like some weird shit happens. And then they have to basically like get away, kidnap him. Um, and like just like, and then he's got this like mysterious powers and you're learning all about the shit. And then like I said, like there's weird like intertwinings here and there where like side characters from each story will be in other character story. Right. Or you might see Mina walking in the background of John's story or something like that. But, um, I don't know. I, it was really, it was really, really good. I love the way it flowed because each cha- each chapter was around the ten to twenty minute mark. Right. So it flowed so fast because like you're never being drawn down and always ended on a cliffhanger. Each chapter was like, oh fuck, that was awesome. I want to see how. Like I have to now. Okay, John's was awesome. Now I got to beat Mina's and Donna's. Get there or like, oh sweet, John. I, so I did John's last, but his. I really like that cliffhanger. So now I'm going to do John's first this time. So it was kind of bouncing around who I want to play as. But like I said, there's no game here really. There's some like mini games you can do, um, not really mini games, but they're like they're like just little tiny things you can do. Uh, you're mostly just you're picking the dialogue, and there's some fun conversations you can have based off your options. Um, but for the most part, like the, the dialogue options are kind of like you're just kind of all doing this. They all kind of say the same thing in a sort of way. It's just how you want to say it. Whether like it's just kind of like so like if Donna wants to say something mean back to her sister, like all three options to pick. Like she's kind of being kind of uh, rude about it, 
but it's just kind of based off how rude you want to be about it. Right. Um, you can't really gl- or like you could lie in the situation, but you can either, but some like you can be completely honest about something or lie about something. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, th- I thought the really, the, it was very mysterious. I loved it. John's was my favorite, was my most, of, the one I enjoyed the most overall because it was, it was very more like comedic. Um, it, like each all have their own tone where John's was like very like the characters and like his daughter, whoever voiced her, um, was incredible. I thought I, I just I love that she was super funny and that she was the star of the show for, of the game for me. Uh, and it's also it's it takes place in like London or something. Like every character is British. So that's my biggest problem sometimes is I don't understand their terms. So I was very confused by like I don't know what that means, but I, I'm hoping I understand. I hope I, I get the I get the um uh, I, I get the, I kind of get the gist of what they're saying, but I don't fully understand what they're saying. It's kind of like when you hear like a, a kid talking. It's like I don't. So like a kid, like, you know, a teenager say some shit and it's like, I don't know what that means. Like when they, when like, or you hear like someone say slang, like I don't want to talk about the like, use slang words. I'm like, I don't know what that shit means, <laughs> but you get the gist. But, um, yeah, I, I really, really love this game. It is, um, one of the more enjoyable games I played this year for sure. Um, like it's hard to, it's hard to talk about these kind of games. Cause they're so story heavy right. in this, but like if it, there's no gameplay really, um, in this, it's just like, you're just along for the ride, but I loved it. It flowed super well. It was awesome. Uh, the other game I, I played, I just started, I've only played a couple hours of it today, um, but uh, I played Death's Door. Came out on Tuesday. I just I didn't get a chance to play it until today. I wanted to uh, beat Last Stop because I figured that's a shorter game and it's it's not it doesn't require a lot to get through it. Um, so Death's Door is uh, it's the you play as a crow. It's kind of like a top down um, like Link to the Past Dark Souls style game. Um, or, you know, like I said, top down and like you play as a crow who's also, he's like a soul reaper yes, and like, much. so like he has to go collect souls. And, um, well, the, the problem is though, is like, so like, oh, okay, you get this job. You got to do this guy, collect these souls. But when, when he's on a job, he goes to these doors. So he ages until he like, you beat these, you like, you get the soul back, you get the soul and you, you basically go and defeat them in battle and you basically got to kill them to get that soul and finish the job. Something happens. Somebody takes a soul from him, and now he's got to like do do all the shit to. He's got to like defeat these three different um, bosses in these areas to, uh, to to finish the cycle. It seems like like I'm still fairly early on, uh, but the gameplay is awesome. Good, it's fucking awesome. It's a it's very simplistic at the same time. Where like, but it's it's a difficult game where um, like you you don't have a lot of health. Uh, and like you, there's, you don't have healing items at least as of now, uh, but there are like little pots you can like you find plants like little seeds along the way and you can put put them uh, put them in the um, you know you can whatever so the, the 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 plant comes up and you can heal there but you can only heal once per life okay um, but once you put the seed in it's always there but once you use it once in a life it's gone until you die and you come back it's there. But usually, very rarely, they're they're like they're around often enough. But sometimes the seeds are hard to find, so you don't want to just use them willy nilly. You want to save them sometimes because you might only go to this area once. Um, but like the kind of the main thing is like you have right now, you start off with like a, you have a sword and then you have a bow, and like your your bow you only have four shots. And the way to re, to re, to refill your ammo is you gotta you gotta hit hit enemies to refill. So you can't just like sit back and shoot arrows you gotta like you can charge them to do more damage as well and there are upgrades you can you can buy because like as you defeat enemies you get souls um and you can use those souls to buy upgrades like whether it's more damage with your sword or you can you can move faster 
or your your arrows do more damage and there's other there's other uh, items you can earn earn along the way or other projectiles you can earn or like i found daggers so like um instead of using the sword i have a dagger it does less damage but i can do more swipes with the sword i can only do like three swipes and then like the daggers i can do five um but like i said the dagger does a little bit less damage um it's more about you know it's kind of like that dark souls-esque kind of style where like you gotta you gotta you can't just fucking go balls to the wall it's not like hacking and slashing you gotta like kind of pick your shots go in there do a couple shots get out do a couple shots get out shoot you know a lot of die a lot of dodging stuff like that it's, it's very hyper light drifter okay um which is a game i i mean if you've listened to us for a while you know i love i was reminding gables for the show i have four copies of that game and gables told me uh, he has three copies of the game and hasn't even played it so uh that hurt my feelings um but uh yeah, so far I'm enjoying the fuck out. The boss battles are awesome. Uh, every even like just the fights with like random like the the run of the mill enemies, when you like they can be pretty hectic and like the the cost of dying isn't super bad either. Like you don't lose your souls. It's not like Dark Souls where you die and you lose all your souls. Um, you just go back to like a door, like a re, a, a reset checkpoint. The only like most frustrating part is like you die and it's a decent amount. You might have to, like the walk back is the biggest pain in the ass to get back to the fight. Uh, for the most part, but um, yeah, it's incredible so far. Like I said, only a few hours in, but uh, definitely a game I'm gonna um, every minute I can I'm gonna go back to and play. That's that's what I'm playing. So it's funny I, I didn't have time any time at all to play during the week, and then this weekend has been pretty hot and brutal out. So I've been sitting inside doing nothing but playing games the last uh, two days. So like I said, that's why I'm playing games. What you've been playing? Okay, so a couple of different games. One, one I actually started off last night, and that was Chris Tales. Now, Chris Tales is a game that was announced quite a few months ago to where it looked like, and it definitely does play like an old-school JRPG when in terms of the turn-based strategy sort of approach where you get to choose commands, you get to choose certain skills to use against different uh, opponents whatsoever. I've managed to put in like about roughly half an hour, but I can immediately tell the quality of this game. One, through its visual art style, it's, it's pretty creative. At first, it kind of gives you the impression that it looks sort of similar to that of like say how tumblr or certain like animations in that regards you know it looks like it's not much at first but when you see the layers upon the environment in terms of how how much love and care was put into the environment of itself and not just that but the details in regards to each individual character you come across it shows a great sense of visual it says and visuals in general in my personal opinion on top of that, I felt the music so far is, is pretty nice. And one thing that shocked me the most is there's actually voice dialogue inside this game. So it's not more or less like you read a little little like blurbs of text or something like that for a standard RPG. This actually has some voice acting having to deal with it. I haven't come across any instances to where that hasn't been the case. But uh, even for like little things and like for like side characters and stuff, they're fully voice acted, which I thought that was pretty refreshing. In terms of in terms of like a lot of the gimmicks and stuff like that, the gimmicks actually are pretty interesting to where on screen you get to learn eventually throughout the story that you're a time mage, right? And so it's like you have this ability to where you can go jump between the past and the future in that regards. And the future will show you some possibilities of what may happen. But you can either change stuff in the present or in the past in order to affect the future portions of it. So I love the concept of that. Case in point, I came across a puzzle early on to where 
this uh, this lady, this merchant, wanted could not figure out which like bottles and stuff were like poison and which ones were recreational type of like stuff. And uh, this was the shopkeep. So basically, you had to go inside the same town. You had to find these teenage boys that had these little labels and stuff. But in order to figure out which ones went to which bottle, you can actually hop to the past, right? And then as like a little frog companion or something that you have, and you'll notice, oh, okay, so this these labels go with this bottle or that bottle. And so when you jump back, you can actually go ask those kids and stuff for the labels, give it back to the shopkeep, and she goes through with like the different... Uh, stuff and that substance that pretty much finished off that little side quest from that instance i had that uh that sort of like uh idea where it's like well if they're introducing like kind of near complex things like that early on i mean that thing sounds fairly interesting and fairly fresh in my honest opinion because you know you have the standard like fetch quests or the standard like oh you gotta defeat this monster out of like uh out in the open and stuff in the open world or whatsoever but at least so far when it comes to the side quests, this seems fairly straightforward, if not like uh, a little bit more involved in stuff that I would have thought so far. But combat's, the combat is pretty fun. You, It's basically like what I was saying before, a standard turn-based strategy. You pick your attacks, pick your skills to attack opponents. When they introduce the combat, they do that first and foremost to where you play as... Uh, as the girl, her name is Chris Bell and stuff, and then eventually you'll meet, uh, you'll meet a boy and stuff that's called Christopher. So it's like these two have like these different abilities and stuff, but they throw you in the middle of like a battle, right? And like the first thing you get is like a pincer attack sort of thing with two enemies on one side and the other, and like one enemy on one side, one enemy on the other and stuff, and you have to go and select attacks based upon. It looks like it was based. From what the impression was, it looked it was based upon like the different directions, like up, down, left, or right. And it honestly, I'm still trying to understand a little bit of the combat. I haven't done any other combat since the opening introduction, so I'm looking forward to testing out some of this stuff and see what type of uh, things I can do inside this game's limitations. But so far, it's leaving a good impression. Chris Bell, you can play this game on Game Pass if you want to give it a go. It's also available on other platforms like Switch, PS4, and stuff. Those those ones, I think, is like $20, I think it is, for that game in and of itself. But uh, Game Pass, if you have that, you can download it playing on there. Okay, with that being said, going from a fairly straightforward, kind of like a simple to understand JRPG-inspired game to... A classic game with Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden, I'm still adamant in terms of wanting to beat that game without using save states. So my general concept is this. I go all the way. If I lose all my lives, I'll still continue on. It's basically like an endurance run, almost like an Iron Man kind of uh, run to where I give myself a specific amount of lives and stuff, so a specific amount of times in order for me, like how I feel, and then go ahead and continue on. The farthest I've gotten is 6-2, which is not that far away from the end of the game. You basically have 6-3, then you have three boss battles after that. But last night, because my power outage and stuff, the only thing I could really play was my Switch. That was modern. And so I fired up the NES app, which once a week they do their little online checks and stuff. So I was well underway with that. Played some Ninja Gaiden on... <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to laugh. My little dog finally just, like, uh, passes out of sleep on the floor out of his cage. But, uh... <laughs> uh 
little shit. Anyway. He nearly died. He's had a rough night. <laughs> but uh, from last night's run, from last night's run, I what I ended up doing is getting to maybe 5-2. 5-1 was very was very difficult for me at first because I go to this, this almost like this cave stage, right? And then I come across these specific enemies that... Uh, that look like freaking wrapped like mummies and stuff, but they throw these freaking sickles from like uh, back and forth and stuff, and it's fairly quick too. So you have to either have a sub weapon in order to defeat, like destroy that thing, or you dodge it, destroy the enemy, move back on and stuff. But uh, what I'm understanding about my play style is I am patient towards the early portion of the game and stuff when I'm more familiarized. Like for example, stage one. I go through the stage one. I can do that fairly frequently without taking any damage. Stage 2, I always die in Stage 2, because there's this... The last half of that level and stuff, you have a particular enemy type that is on a skinny platform, right? So let's say the platform's the size of the top of my hand, and you have this enemy that'll throw these projectiles, right? Like, at an arc angle. And so you're trying to jump... Mm -hmm. Trying to jump and try to hit this enemy in the air before landing on the platform and stuff, and sometimes I'll overdo it to where I'll go and then I bump into the enemy, throw the projectile, and I get knocked back. Sometimes I'll get knocked back inside of a death pit, or sometimes I completely miss it, and the enemy's maybe, like, uh, moving backwards a little bit. And oftentimes I have to move back a previous little half an inch or something in order for it to respawn so that way I can do it at a better angle or something like that in regards to attacking it. It's it's quintessentially dealing with the respawn rates of enemies inside this game that tends to be the most difficult. It's not so much the platforming because I can go through the game consistently nail particular platforms, but because I fail to time certain enemy respawns correctly, it can it just jumbles you up. It jumbled me up quite a few times in my run last night. I finally had to end it after about my, uh, I want to say my 10th attempt in regards to do this one stage. And it was, it was a pain in the ass. Because 5-2, it's like, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more than that and stuff. I had to end it because when I'm getting up till about like a stage or two before getting uh, stage 5's boss... I had to deal with these freaking ninjas that are like flying overhead. Like they look like they have little helicopters. They're flying across the stage. And they're just throwing these the shuriken. And the thing about it is, they'll respawn at like random intervals to where if you even move back a previous spot, sometimes they'll respawn quicker. <laughs> but uh, I end up facing the boss at stage five once, and that's Malith. And Malith is really a pain in the ass too if you don't know what you're doing. The thing about Malith is I. I end up having to do like a bum rush thing to where I'm just attacking it, attacking him repeatedly because he'll do a lot more damage to you if you hesitate as opposed to you just going all in and doing aggro attacks. So for Malith, there's actually a little thing where you can jump on the pole that's like right near the end of his like state, his like this particular portion of this environment, right? You jump on top of that, sometimes you can dodge his lightning attack or whatsoever. But, uh,. Yeah, I was only able to get to him once, and I died. <laughs> but yeah, that has been my latest Ninja Gaiden run. It's been a fairly interesting learning experience. I've taken a good solid three weeks or so off and on playing Ninja Gaiden, getting a little bit more familiar with it. Obviously, I've played this game years before. 
I mean, I had the game on NES at one time. I have it through the Wii's Virtual Console, and that's predominantly where I played that game. But uh, playing on Switch right now and going through a lot of the uh, the old caveats and remembering how to dodge these freaking birds that are dive-bombing you or how to get past certain enemies that do arc projectiles or learning the timing of when enemies will respawn so you can dodge them. I'll give Tecmo credit from way back when. They knew how to manage the difficulty to such an extent that you would be playing this game for a long time. <laughs> it, this, this reminds me of me trying to be Beavis and Butt on Super Nintendo back in the day. <laughs> oh my god, Beavis and Butt on Super Nintendo? Yeah, try Beavis and Butt on Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't a walk in the park either. I mean, that was boring and repetitive at some points. But uh, hey, at least that, that sequence of stuff where you're being chased by an obese old man in his underwear or something like that trying to jump on your Segway and crush you to death. <laughs> Jesus, describe my 20s. Um, no fooling, though. That is actual stage inside Beavis and Butthead for the Sega Genesis, so I would highly recommend the listeners, watch this on YouTube. You will definitely have a good laugh, especially the death scene, because it's so hilarious. Mm. But uh, the last game I want to mention, and it's a continuation of a game I played last week, I played more Skyward Sword HD Remake. I'm past the first dungeon. I got a chance to fight off against Garahem again. What's interesting about him is his attacks. His attacks are fairly straightforward to understand. I mean, he'll do a slice patterns like horizontally or vertically or like even like diagonally or this regards. And from the way he structures his hand, like for his placement of his hand, you go to the opposite of that because if you try to willy-nilly do the slashing with like the uh, motion controls or the right analog stick, he'll catch your sword or he'll or he'll go and like do like this fast quick draw sort of attack to where he'll do like a forward slash and try to get you that way. What this first battle taught me was being patient in regards to how I read bosses. Because inside of a normal Zelda game, I would want to go in and get as many hits off as quick as possible. But it's requiring me to get used to recognizing patterns of what the enemy will try to do. So, for a case in point, I finally was able to whittle him down to an extent to where I got past the first dungeon. But they didn't have any type of health bar or anything that would tell me how close I was with be- to beating him. I mean, that was annoying, in my honest opinion. That aspect was annoying. Not more or less the boss battle itself, but not knowing how many more attacks I could do so I can structure myself on the fly so I can continue on doing that stuff. Heart containers, I believe I'm around 6, 7, I want to say. I have found enough heart containers to complete my heart pieces to create one heart container. All the other ones I've either gotten through that dungeon or had previously. I am liking some bit of the side quests a bit more. There was one where I had to help a sick loft wing because, like, uh, you meet these two NPCs. One of them's called, like, Paro, I think his name is. And he has a sister that took her sparrow to try to go to this specific floating isle called Fun Fun Island or something like that. Or Fun Fun Land. Basically, it's sort of like a mini game sort of uh, extravaganza place. I haven't delved. Uh, like a it's like a little carnival, right? But it looks like almost like a giant target or something on top of this floating land. I haven't gotten too far into that aspect of Skyward Sword, 
But anyway, the side quest re read like uh, was fairly straightforward. Go to and from where she's at and stuff like that. Get the medicine from her brother and blah blah blah, and then give the medicine to Zap. And the brother's like, "Okay, you can keep the bottle." I'm like, "Okay, this is like my third empty bottle. I'm keeping this shit." Nice. <laughs> it's a... I got more empty bottles than heart heart awesome. Yes, yes. So <clears> it's <throat> like at this point, I have three bottles. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of surprised. I got three empty bottles so far. And normal Zelda games, yeah, since like the Link to the Past and stuff, you could hold like maybe four to six. But yeah, uh, yeah some of those side missions are fairly straightforward. There is this one enemy that uh, when you're doing a specific mission, when you're doing like a specific mission at night, these little, these cat-like creatures, right, which are very doctile and very friendly during the day, at night, they'll attack you. And they're like oh, they're like fairly like uh, reminiscent to old house cats, right? I mean, you come across a side mission early on in the game where you get to help like find the uh, mayor's like animal, right? And so, okay, this is nice, it's cute, and then all of a sudden you see them sleeping around town. You know, you go up to one of them and stuff, and all of a sudden they turn feral fairly quick. They want to attack you, and so you have either two choices: either run away from it or try to attack them yourself. And yes, I have attacked them, and it has stopped them. You can't kill them, but you could stop them from attacking you. Basically, they're being a dick to you, so that gives you every more reason or something like that to say, hey, stop it. <laughs> but um, I'm at the second portion of this journey to where I'm at this volcano. I'm at this volcano-like uh, island, quintessentially. And so I'm have come across these different types of uh, characters and stuff, which are kind of like mole people, right? That's how I'm generally... That's what I'm calling them, because I can't remember their actual names for the type of characters. But uh, you get these digging claws, right? And you can actually go inside this temple and use these digging claws to like dig up things like materials that you need to collect as resources or rupees. Or there will be a, a special couple to where... They'll actually have like a bunch of air blowing out and stuff, and you can use that alongside your your sail and stuff, your like uh, parachute, and just launch up to another platform. I like that concept. I thought that was fairly interesting that they have like these mole claws or something for you just to dig through. But uh, there's this one enemy type in this area which I found found to be a pain in the ass, and this one is like a uh, is like a bug, right? But this bug will shoot fire. It'll go underneath, like, certain rocks. And so there was this one portion of this temple to where I was in, like, with six of these towers, right? Or six of these, like, pillars inside this one room. And all these bugs are hidden inside the crevices of, like, these pillars. And so if you go a specific way, you'll see, like, a little wall of fire on the ground, right? A miniature one. And so how you defeat them, you have to pick up the bomb flower. You have to not only try to beat the timer of the bomb that you're holding but you have to somehow set it up to where you can actually roll the bomb underneath in order to destroy these insects it took me quite a few attempts i gotta admit before i actually had a chance to use it correctly i like the mechanic though i mean it's it's cool that you can mm -hmm. either do a lob with a bomb or actually you can roll it down and stuff that's how i was able to come across and solve a couple different puzzles was because i actually rolled 
a bomb down like a sand, like uh, the sand hill, like a sandy hill and stuff. And I was able to destroy a wall and stuff to get like a couple bits of resources that I needed. At this current time, I needed to find, I feel like, yeah, I still need to find one more piece in order to unlock the boss door. That's what I think it is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because previously I had a, a different type of uh, thing I had to do in the first temple to where I was have to find a symbol. And then I had to plug into this wall so I could get into the boss room. It's sort of like the equivalent of a boss key, only it's a little bit more involved than that. Because you'll have to turn the key or to turn the symbol in like a different types of directions in order to fit it. Like for the first temple, you basically have to arrange it so it looks like a chair. And so you could just insert the mm. thing in. But uh, that's where I left off. I haven't played Skyward Sword since earlier on last week. But from what I've played, I have been impressed with the gimmicks in regards to the different items. The overworld is actually much more interesting than I gave it credit for. I mean, granted, I've played about nine hours of this like HD remastered version. I have enjoyed it more than when I tried to play this game on the Wii originally. But that's more or less because... Back at that time when I had Skyward Sword and was playing it on the Wii, I had a couple different games I was in, heavily involved with on the PS3. Thinking back around 2011, there were quite a big number of big-name games, likely like Uncharted 2 or something like that I was trying to play at the time. So those games back yeah. then held, took my attention away from Skyward Sword. But I feel like with playing Skyward Sword HD Remaster now, I feel like I'm getting the best of this game now 10 years later as opposed to have maybe of having to endure a lot of the slog and a lot of the unnecessary shit back from the original release but what i am saying is like i'm more compelled now to play it some more than i was say 10 years ago that's good <laughs> glad to hear that so that's it for me good, for man. this week well, very nice i'm glad you like that one more though um yeah i think that's gonna wrap up for this week guys uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you like this, we're everywhere. Uh, we stream this live usually on Saturday nights. Obviously, we're doing this one on Sunday because of you know, uh, you know technical issues that you know happens. Mm. Um, but uh, normally on Saturday nights. Uh, but if you can't watch us live on Twitch.tv slash Podcast, always just watch us on you. We can always I always post it immediately afterwards on YouTube. So just go to YouTube and look for us at Drunk uh, Drunk Dash Nerds Drunk Nerds Podcast. Pop right up. Subscribe, like the bell, follow, um, and for podcasts, anywhere pods or casts, we're on it. So just go there, um, wherever you listen to podcasts at. Just follow us, please. Give us a give us a rating, a comment, share, five stars, thumbs up, uh, whatever you can do to help us out. We really would appreciate it. Um, you know, yeah. So, anyways, thank you guys for listening. I'm and I've been Colonel Gables. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. I gotta say. Dealing with the dog tonight and then having his whole rigmaroles of wanting so much attention like a little baby and then him doing his little kamikaze act and disgust of the Nintendo Switch mm -hmm. Online games. Yes, yes, he literally front flipped in disgust. But what I wanted to let you guys know, I am still I am still in the midst of uh, creating the whole situation for me playing through Night Trap. I mean, that is definitely something I've been waiting for a sale on the PS4 so I can go through and... Should have bought it when it was $7.50, buddy. And you know what? It's on sale on the Switch right now for like $5.99. And then... But uh -huh. I want it on the PS4 so I can stream it. So 
this may actually end up becoming an Extra Life game before I even know it. There you go. So I want to let you guys know that I will be streaming. I will be getting back into streaming fairly soon. I still want to make a little benchmark thing to where I want to schedule each time of the week. Like a, like a specific day of the week, mind you. But, uh, yeah, I'm still planning out I'm still planning out a little bit of logistics and stuff from that. So I'm going to be streaming through the PS5. The games I'll be playing is random. But, uh, yes, please look forward to that. And if you want to check out some of my past content, which really isn't too much. A lot of it is pretty old. But uh, it is twitch.tv slash Gables. So definitely give me a follow on there. But anyways... This has been another podcast. So, <laughs> thank you very much for listening to another fun fill episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Yep. Hey, Gables. Too, Too sweet, sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.